to this computer. Perfect. All right. Welcome, everyone, to finally episode <laughs> three of Step by Step. With some skips along the way. We are your hosts. Ashley and Gabe, I, we're not, we're past the point of formalities at this point. We, <laughs> we're at that point of the year, friends, where you just, you see people in your buildings, in your work areas, and you, you just, you just do a head nod. Like they're just, words don't even need to be said. Um, and I think the students are probably at that point as well in a lot of for, for good or for not good, that's kind of, we are, that's why we are where we're at. Yeah, um, we were just talking about how, you know, we had one idea in mind for this episode, but then when we realized that, my goodness, it's been a while since the last one, and we were both like, we're like, life got really busy, we decided, you know what, tonight's the night where we can just talk about how we are so, as teachers, we are so busy and we are so giving of our time and how things can really get away from us. And you all can see, I mean, even with us, it happens. Yeah, uh, it's, the way you put it is so eloquent because you said it best, uh, this time of year is definitely the, the traffic jam. Um, and I love that analogy in the metaphor. I don't even know. I don't, I don't have brain cells left to even tell you like what it is other than it, it paints a great picture as to this time of year, regardless of whether you're in education or not, but this time of year is where you really have, you know, kind of a, a holiday or a celebration a month consecutively as you're gearing up for things in personal life and then juggling professional life. And if you're on the Northeast coast, weather is starting to get really cruddy. And so you're just kind of at that, like, Ooh, we've been doing this and the end of the year is coming and oh boy, can we hold on? Um, so I have to ask, how did you come about that the this concept of this time of year is a traffic jam well it just it goes back to the fact that in traffic jams you just have so many things almost piled on top of each other and it just seems like everything is moving super slow you know some some would think okay. when you're when you're busy and you have a lot going on time will fly at least will fly quicker in some cases, that's possible. In other cases, not so much. And at least for me, for me personally, it all just seems to go so slow and it's all happening at the same time. And for me, there's two, for me personally, it could be different for others, but there are two times of the year that I consider as just the traffic jam. The first traffic jam typically begins, I would say late October, to early November. That's when I say in a school year, that honeymoon phase of the year is gone. It's gone. We're now yep. in that rough patch where like, like if you're in a relationship, you're gaining the comfort weight. <laughs> like that's the part of relationship you're at. It's just like, oh, yep. 
yep, like you've, I mean, you've set those routines and those procedures and all that stuff. And then soon some of the students, they start to test you and they start to test the waters and see what they can actually get away with or just start showing, you know, those true colors. So that's the behavioral side of stuff. But to the more, but to the side where with professional responsibilities and, you know, if you're involved in things, whether it's like us with MMEA or anything else in the community and things like that, they all just start to pile on. You know, at this point of the year, concert season is coming up. So for us music teachers, that, that that's one thing that's happening. For those who are involved with MMEA right now, you know, we had the first round of Allstate auditions last weekend and we have the next round coming up this weekend. Um, in fact, I even said we need to get this over in like 19 minutes or less because right after this call, I'm going to another call. So, so much happens and then it doesn't really start to give until you get closer to the holidays. Then you're on break. Happy New Year. Things are kind of sort of a clean slate you know, the first half of the year is over and then things kind of calm down. You, you, you kind of restart, you reset, you do things over. And that second traffic jam happens around late February, early March. Yep. And from that point, you've got, um, if, you're, if, you're a secondary music, if you're a secondary music educator, if you're a choir director, band director, orchestra director, festival, District mm-hmm. festivals that 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 happen, uh, solo and ensemble. If you have students that are being taught privately, and if they're and if they're going to be judged that way, you've got musicals. If you are also involved with high school, more than likely you might be the music director of your high school's musical. Um, field trips and so much stuff that just pile on, and then spring break finally comes it might be early it might be later if it's early when you come back from break you're not quite out of that traffic jam yet either then things kind of calm down around may i mean you still have end of the year stuff to worry about too so that's a cluster in and of itself but that's how i got that analogy is that everything is piled on and it seems to be moving at a glacial pace pace (laughs) yeah it's so it's so true um and so I I do I chuckle because you have these conversations and then you have these conversations in the school building and then really the next words that are out of someone's mouth are well are you doing your self-care strategies are you taking care of your wellness and health because that comes first and it's like Oh, great. Um, what does that look like? When do I have time for this? Because if I want to sleep, then something's got to give. Um, so what's one thing I'm not even, so self-care aside, I think just what is one thing that you have found that you do to get through a traffic jam? To get through a traffic jam? Um, for one thing is setting boundaries when and wherever possible. And sometimes those boundaries are, they're not the biggest, but they become effective. Um, even at this point, in addition to my responsibilities at, at my nine to five, at my, technically my second job teaching privately with MMEA and 
being involved in a community theater production as well as a lead actor. You know, I had to really decide, okay, if I'm gonna take this on too, how will I get through? Cause it's all gonna be compiling down mm -hmm. eventually. So one, one thing that I decided was, you know what? I have to cut, I have to cut off responsibilities at one point. You know, there's just not enough hours in the day. And yes, we need to sleep. We need to sleep. So eventually I said, you know what? After maybe 7.30, tonight will be an exception, but after 7.30, my laptop is closed. My grade book is closed. I am watching something on a streaming platform and maybe like eating ice cream, something like that. Yeah, like yeah, I, I like that idea. Like you have a you have a cutoff, um, but then you're also acknowledging, right? Because you said so. Tonight's the exception. And as I was thinking about this um, in preparation for our conversation, knowing that I was going to ask you that question, and <laughs> so then I was thinking about my answer ahead of time, where uh, I know that you necessarily might not have. But I like the idea of acknowledging that there are exceptions. And I think that a lot of times uh, we get stuck on the, oh, there's the exception. So then that means I'm not following it. And then you get into that, uh, that negative thinking pattern that goes into the, well, I'm not doing self-care. I'm not, you know, so like you're, you're kind of like hyperventilating your brain without acknowledging like it's okay to have that exception, that's not saying that your boundary still isn't there. You're also just being flexible enough to know that like sometimes life happens and the boundary is probably more likely to stick if you say, all right, there's gonna be certain exceptions. I'm gonna roll with those as long as they don't become a pattern. Um, you know, it's kind of like a diet, right? Like yeah. diets only work if, they're flexible enough to whatever your routine is. Um, and I say this because I couldn't pinpoint one quote unquote self-care strategy that I use to survive a traffic jam. Um, but it really comes down to like a combination of things. And this year might be one of the toughest, the busiest years I think I'm clocking up to 70 hours a week, um, myself alone in, in, addition, in, in addition to Chris, but I don't have one specific non-negotiable that is my self-care strategy. And instead I've found that I'm gonna use like the toolbox, you know, like if I want to exercise, then that's going to be my strategy if I have the energy. If I'm really feeling like it's not happening today, I'm going to give myself that grace period and say, maybe I'm binge watching something. Maybe I'm coloring. I don't, you know what I mean? Like, but not just being stuck because I'm guilty in that perfectionist standpoint of, well, if I say I'm going to do this, then this is what I absolutely have to do. And I think that's where self-care strategies oftentimes fall short and they get into that cliche of like, it has to be one 
one specific thing rather than, well, it's not because a human fluctuates based upon their reactions to their environment. And, you know, if it's a gross rainy day, sorry, my self-care strategy isn't going to be going outside and running that day. It's going to be laying in my bed, binge watching something on Netflix. And that's enough to just like give my brain a pause. Yeah. Uh, brain pauses are so even even if it is even if it is for a short period of time give your brain a break our we give our children brain breaks and they are necessary for them but what but you too and i like the idea of rephrasing it to a brain pause because when we think about telling a kid a brain break right like that's just it's just a different synonym but man, like the, the power of like just a brain pause, like we're coming back to it, but we're just pausing for a second. And how many times have we had these conversations with our students? Probably minimal to none, but they experience the traffic jam in the same way that we experience it, probably with a lot less coping strategies or ability to even articulate how they're coping through it. Agreed. Um, I also heard, I was talking to our school psychologist today and we were talking about anxiety and how there is, there is a book out there about naming your anxiety monster. And the minute that, that you, yes. And the minute that you name it, like give it a creation, give it a picture, give it a name it has you have ownership over it and i like that idea and i think that's why i really latched onto the traffic jam concept so much is like there's a picture to it there's a name for it that you can acknowledge and it doesn't feel like that deep dark hole that we you know what i mean like that end of october november december and man if you are a musician or performer of any kind like you're in that hole but if you're like, it's, it's a traffic jam, you know that it will eventually get back to flowing. And I think that as teachers, how much more powerful it could be if we figure out a way to not only rephrase it, reframe it in our brains and rephrase it in our, in our, you know, talking with one another, but then have the conversations with the students. Like, oh yeah, you know, talk to them about like, what is a traffic jam look like? What's the traffic jam in your life? Like when's the time when you're just, you know, maybe for then it's summer, right? Like if you're, if you're a little kid or if you're, you know, stuck like a Chicone kid, you're stuck in the, like the hiking traffic jam where my kids are like, can we please stop for a second? Like that's, <laughs> you know, each kid will have their own version of a traffic jam, but I like the idea of giving it a name and then having the honest conversations whereas we're just like the head nod you know like i see you're stuck in the traffic jam too that's right so educators listen we're all in similar boats right now and and you know we're, we're here telling you all about how it's also also affected us and even just our plans with yeah. our component of mgmta so just know that just know that it will be okay. When you find that you are drowning or when you find that something is not quite going right, 
yes, take that brain pause. And I, while you take that brain pause, take a look and see of, take a look and see about what you can also do to get yourself back on track. So it's a pause and it's a rest for your brain. It's also the opportunity to reflect. Yeah, because it might be hard to get off the horse while it's moving, you're trying to climb on, but it's possible. I'm full of analogies, aren't I? You are, and I love it. I was like doing an aggressive head nod, and then I realized no one could see me, but it's so true. It's so true. 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 All right, folks. Yeah. Well, thank you so very much for tuning in and. Um, we would love to hear what your strategies are for taking those brain pauses and how you survive the traffic jam. So please, please share those out because they benefit everybody. Sharing is caring. And just remember, you can get through the traffic jam step by step. With some skips along the way. You're clever. <laughs> Man, it was, it was too easy. It was too easy. All right. We will be joining you again after Thanksgiving break because we are going to be taking a Thanksgiving pause. Take care of yourself. Be well. Thank you all.